everybody who's watching online, we are so glad that you are joining in with us. You are just as much a part of what God is doing here as everybody in the building. And um, for, for anybody who this is your first time to Transformation Church, we say welcome. We love you. I'm crazy. And uh, I don't really apologize for it because uh, I had a life transformation happen to me and for me. And um, you stick around long enough, I'll tell everything about myself. Like, don't even worry about it. What's wrong with the pastor? He'll tell you in one of his sermons. Because um, God's changed my life. And so we're so glad that you came. If you've ever felt judged in a church before, this ain't that church. I don't care what you smell like, where you've been at, who you've been with, where you've been, all that other stuff. I'm just glad you're in the building today. And I believe, I believe, I believe it so much that we prayed for you. That we've prepared for you. And we're so glad that you're here. Um, some of y'all know this, but others don't. This is my first week back in six weeks. I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to this church um, for giving me and my wife and my family some time to rest and rejuvenate and find out revelation so I can bring you what God um, has for us. I'm telling you, this second half of the year is about to be nothing compared to our, like like when I like whatever you thought Transformation Church was, throw that out. Like just let that go. Because where we about to go? Is a whole nother level. God has spoken to me and he's given me a word. And so I ain't going to waste no time. We about to get in it. If you, I hope, I hope y'all bought a new notepad. I hope somebody is opening a brand new note in your iPhone because God has given me things. And this message today has the opportunity to shift your destiny. So if you're ready for the word of God, somebody say, I'm ready, ready. to receive. receive. All right. We are starting a brand new series called Crazy faith. Everybody say crazy faith. Crazy. You didn't say it like you was crazy. Say crazy faith. Crazy. Now, I want to tell you how I arrived at this title. Um, during my break, um, many of you know this, that I'm a music producer by trade. And so before I was a pastor, I did music. So I listened to a little bit of everything just to see what's out there, see what's happening. And um, I went back in my, my, my catalog long time ago and I heard this song um, um, called Crazy by Gnarls Barkley or a.k.a. CeeLo Green. And uh, she's like, woo, it was you claiming to be crazy? What? Oh, never, let me leave that alone. We'll talk. We'll pray for you later. Um, and I always loved the song. I always loved the melodies and the music. But I heard a verse in this song when I was studying faith and praying in different things that I never heard before. And it started something on the inside of me. And the third verse of this song, it, it, it's so funny. It says, my heroes had the heart to live their lives out on the limb. And all I remember is thinking, I want to be like them. And I started to think. Like, that, I heard it for the first time. I've heard the song hundreds, if not thousands of times, but I never heard this verse. But I started to think about the heroes that we talk about every Sunday yeah. in church. Yeah. And, and the reason that we're talking about them is because somewhere along their journey, they had the faith to live their life out on the limb. Right. To, like, do something that did not seem like it was going to happen. To do something we can call it crazy. And I, and I started to think about in my own life as a believer, as a Christian, would I be remembered for being somebody who claimed to know God but would be forgotten? Or would I be one of those people who was crazy enough to live their life in faith out on the limb? 
that somebody said, I want to have the faith of Michael Todd. It's great that we talk about Abraham. It's great that we talk about David. But will they ever say anything about you? And I'm not talking about everybody, your kids. Will your kids be able to say, my mother was a woman of faith? Will your co-workers be able to say that my friend was a, a, a person of faith? And the sad truth about it is most believers don't live their life on the limb. That's right. We live our life safe and we never get to see the full promise of God. Yeah. When I think about crazy, I think of people like Noah who got up every day. To build a boat and ain't never, nah, never seen rain. Now, now, I want you to think about this right now. He wasn't a trained boat builder. He didn't go to school for this. He, he literally got an instruction from God. And off of instruction from God, he quit his occupation, enlisted his kids, and he started building a boat and there had never been a drop of rain on the earth. That would be classified as crazy. And, and, and I, I want you to see that because we get so familiar with Bible stories that we're like, yeah, Noah built the ark. Oh, God, glory to God. He's just a faithful man. He's such an awesome. But I want you to see how crazy that is. That would be the equivalent of me getting up here next Sunday and saying, Transformation Church, I've heard from the Lord. Y'all, y'all have trusted me in the past. I need you to trust me now. From this day forward, we will no longer meet on Sundays to worship in the house of God. God has told me that he is going to visit another planet. And from now on, I want you to bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse. And we're going to build a spaceship. Every Sunday. No, bring your kids too. We, we child labor. We bring them all. Bring everybody. We're, we're, we're going to build a spaceship because... Because 15 years from now, God's going to meet us on Mars 3. I know there's been no discovery of Mars 3 yet. But we're going to have the faith to build a spaceship for Christ. And it's going to touch the galaxies. One clap. Now, if I got up there and was dead serious, y'all would think I was crazy. But this is what Moses did. Moses went and built something that had never been seen and nobody believed him until it started raining. It was crazy when he started doing it. It was faith when it started raining. Let me give you my first point. What's crazy in one season will be counted as faith in another. Ooh, that's some good teaching. Because everything that seems crazy, but God has ordained for it to happen, everybody will not agree. Everybody will not be able to co-sign it or clap for it. But I really do believe that when you get a vision from God, you hear from God, you live your life on the limb, you step out and say, God, this don't make no sense. But if you're saying it, if you're saying to move to Tulsa, if you're saying to quit this job and start this one, if you're saying to stay at this job. Because we always think it's faith to leave something. Sometimes it takes faith to stay in it. But whatever you're saying, God, 
I'm going to have crazy faith. Somebody shout at me, crazy faith. Nobody thought that Noah had any sense until it started raining. And then I believe from heaven, Mike Jones and Paul Wall started playing. Back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. You all on me. You're not getting on this boat, baby. So sorry. You should have believed. No. All I'm trying to challenge you is maybe the thing you wrote down in your journal is crazy now. But somebody will stand up and say that was a man of faith. Maybe you 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 work in that job and and doing your side hustle at night to be able to build up enough money to do this. It's crazy now. Why don't you just come back home and live with me and do this and do that and all this other stuff. Maybe it's crazy to save yourself in purity right now because world is telling you just go out and do whatever you want. Netflix and chill. But maybe maybe what's crazy right now, somebody will stand up and say. What was crazy in one season turned into faith in another season. See, we're not just talking about people that are in the Bible. We're talking about my heroes that are right here, like Bishop Gary and Pastor Debbie McIntosh, who in 1999 had the faith to do something crazy. I don't know if you know this, but we're on the north side of Tulsa, which historically is more of a minority area part of Tulsa. Okay, we had a horrible race riot that happened in 1921 at the Greenwood race riot and it divided our city. This man and woman of God heard from God and did something crazy. If you don't know and you can't see them, they white, white, like, 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 not like white, like can dance, but like, no, no, they white, white, like one in three white, like, like. I just want you to get context, okay? I just need you to get it, okay? And God told Bishop to do something crazy. Pastor Debbie started praying with a friend. And they began to start praying. And Bishop came downtown on Greenwood and Archer one day. And he did something crazy. He looked around and he felt the spirit say, take off your shoes. Take off your shoes outside. That's what if somebody sees me, but he obeyed and he took off his shoes and God said, I want you to reverse the curse in North Tulsa. And that man and his wife started a church, not where it was easy, but where they were called to. And I need somebody in this room to give honor where honor is due because we wouldn't be here today if it was not for Bishop Gary and Pastor Debbie. Can y'all help me honor this man and woman of God and their crazy faith? Somebody shot at me crazy faith. But it was their crazy faith that allowed them and 200 people to start a church. And now we're here over 20 years later. But the crazy thing is I wouldn't be here without the crazy faith of people like Brendan and Tommy Todd, which are my parents. Who, Who listen, who listen. I'm trying to tell you because we always think that the heroes are in Bible days. They are ancient. That No, 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 no. God wants you to be his common day hero. He wants people to look at the faith that you had to start the business. The faith that you had to believe for a child when the doctor told you that you couldn't have a child. The faith to step out and be the first one to go to college even though your family does not have the finances and you barely graduated. God says, I'm not looking for somebody to give me why it can't happen. I'm looking for somebody to believe. Believe me that it can happen. Somebody say crazy faith. My parents lived in New Orleans, um, um, Louisiana, and they heard a man of God who was starting a church in Tulsa. He said, 
um, you should come visit Tulsa. They heard you should come move to Tulsa. Now, I don't know who's right, but 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 in translation, it was God's will for them to be in Tulsa. And so they left the comfort of what they knew and moved here only knowing one person. And, And they began to start a life here that would produce so much life and freedom and pray ministries forward and all that. But the the story is I've seen them believe God and have crazy faith. I remember when my dad used to work at State Farm and him and my mom had to make a decision that he was going to stop trusting in a system for his finances because they really felt that God told them to go into full-time ministry. And I remember they had children. They had a mortgage. They had it. And my dad said, this was my last year working at State Farm and we're going to believe God for everything. Everything that comes in this house. Now, a lot of y'all are like, yeah, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. You better hear that it's God. You better know, or you're going to be on a real quick diet and weight loss plan. You hear me? It's called hungry. <laughs> but I watched God with five boys to feed. And no groceries in the refrigerator. That my mom would get down on her knees and pray. And the next morning, there would be a bing bong and nobody standing there and a pile of groceries on our front porch. You can't tell me that believing God does not work. But the problem is most of us don't have real faith. We have an idea of faith. And what God wants us to do is move beyond this idea or this church version of faith and really live it out in our life. Somebody say crazy faith. So let me break this word down. I'm going to give you some definitions so that we have a good working definition for the rest of our series. Because I'm telling you, the next six weeks are going to be something that you cannot miss for your destiny. The word crazy, it means not mentally sound. It means marked by thought or action that lacks reason. Like it don't make no sense. There's no reason why this should be happening. Synonyms are insane, impractical, erratic. Being out of the ordinary or unusual. Now, how many people in this room know somebody that you would consider crazy? Come on, just lift your hands. And if your hand's not lifted, it's you. (laughs) She's looking at me like, "Uh uh-uh, yes, baby, it's you. Uh, Now, the reason that we would classify something crazy or somebody crazy is because it's unusual. Their, Their behavior or their thoughts are erratic. It's something that does not have reason. So, 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 okay, God, God, you want us to be crazy? All I'm saying is trying to bring a very biblical foundational um, truth that when you follow God, some of the things he's going to ask you to do will seem crazy. You are believing in a God that you've never seen. To somebody who doesn't believe like that, they think that is crazy. (laughs) To give 10% of your income to a church Saying that it's going to God, tithing, which thousands of you do faithfully every two weeks. But to somebody who's trusting in their own way, they would say that is crazy. But the crazy thing that I found out about crazy things (laughs) is that there are crazy things we do believe in that nobody can explain either. See, well, I can't. I I can't see God. Neither can you see wind. But you feel it. You experience it. Your hair gets messed up by it. 
So how can I believe in one thing I can't see and trust in it? But the thing that created the thing, I can't trust in. Have you ever met somebody with stinky breath? You can't see that. But it affects you. <laughs> I mean, I've lost, I've lost brain cells talking to some people. Oh my God. Oh God. You need mouth deliverance. <laughs> Somebody just came to my mind. Anyway. <laughs> is it you? <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're going to follow Jesus... There will be things that are required. Everybody say required. Required. That seem absolutely crazy. So, so, so now we got crazy. Now we're not trying to be crazy just for being crazy. We want to add crazy with faith. And watch what happens. Faith, the poor man's definition, is trusting in something you cannot explicitly prove. And too many people in this Google age... We only believe things that we can prove without a doubt. And what happens is that many times the facts that we want erode the faith that we need. I'm going to say it again. The facts that we want erode the faith that we need. And while you're trying to figure out things, well, I'll follow God if he tells me what I'm going to do, when it's going to happen, how much it's going to cost, and all that stuff, and then I'll move. And God's saying, well, we're just going to be here. Because either God shows you the mountaintop and not the path, or he shows you the path and not the mountaintop. And he wants you to trust him so that you can get to that place. But most of us think that we have faith in God, but we don't. And so this is our working definition of crazy faith. Write this down. Crazy faith. That's those two definitions put together. And this is going to give us keys for our entire series. Our thoughts and actions that lack reason. But trusting fully in what you cannot explicitly prove. I'm going to say it one more time. Crazy faith is thoughts and actions that lack reason. This don't make no sense. Why a man would come to North Tulsa and start a church. And then pass it off to this young black man who's wild and crazy and 26 years old when he's starting in ministry and somehow you think that it don't it it lacks all reason didn't he start off as the sound man what seminary did he go to oh he went to tcc for six months and and they don't have a diploma for that and and like what reason does this make he said crazy faith it lacks reason but you're trusting fully and what you cannot explicitly prove let me give you some bible for this Hebrews 11.1. It says now faith. Everybody say now faith. faith. I'm about to tell you what faith is. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. It's not faith if you can see it. And it's not faith if it was not once a hope. See, one of the enemy's greatest tactics over your life is to discourage you so much that you don't hope anymore. Because if you don't hope, you now have taken away the gasoline for faith. Because faith is the confidence in what we hope for. If there's nothing to hope for, I cannot have faith. And what ends up happening is he allows situation after situation, bill after bill, bad relationship after bad relationship, convince you to stop hoping. Hoping's free. You always talking about how much money and how many connections and how much all that hoping's free. 
but you won't do it if you've been discouraged so much by life to hope. Some of you have stopped hoping that you would get a home. Even though you're two months behind on your rent right now, you need to hope that God's going to turn that situation around and you're going to be able to move into a house and pay that thing off. But many of you have stopped hoping for that. Many of you have stopped hoping that those children that are wayward and acting wild, that they will come back to Christ and actually live out a life that would be able to glorify God and bring him praise. And so now every time you see him call, you oh God, instead of saying, maybe this is the call that I'm, I'm I, where God, you brought them to the end of their line. Hope. Somebody shout at me. Hope. Some of y'all have stopped hoping that your student loans would be paid off. You're just like, oh God, I'm going to be paying them when I'm dead. I don't even care no more. Like, and so the only thing that you get is confident in what you hoped for. So faith works in reverse. Whatever you're hoping for, you're building confidence in. I'm just hoping to be able to live month to month. That's where your confidence gets strong in. I'm just hoping that he don't even got to love me. Just don't cheat on me. Well, I can't be hurt like that. So you stop hoping for a happy, healthy marriage. And all you're hoping for is you don't get cheated on. That's what your confidence gets built in. And all I'm trying to do in this series is bring faith back. To the point where you start hoping there is nothing impossible for my God. My Bible says whatever I'm believing for in faith that my God can do it. So if you need a healing, start hoping for it again. If you need to move out of where you're at into something different, start hoping for it again. And this is going to take everybody say crazy faith. Say it like you mean it. Uh, let, Let me help you. Because I didn't understand faith for a very long time. See, there's a difference between um, saying you have faith and actually living out faith. And and, and this messed me up. There's actually a formula to faith. And I just found it out the past three years. And I want to share it with you. Write this down. The faith formula is intellectual agreement plus trust equal Faith. I'm going to break it down. It's like an algebra problem. And I know some of y'all stop math at algebra. So let's just keep going. It's intellectual agreement plus trust equals faith. So intellectual agreement is believing something to be true. Yeah, I believe that's true. Like in my intellect, in my thoughts, I believe that's true. But trust is actually relying on the fact that something is true. Now, let me help you understand this. We all intellectually agree that these are chairs. I said, do we agree that these are chairs? We agree that they were built and constructed to hold people up. We we agree that 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 people could stand on these, sit on these, do different things in these chairs. We all believe intellectually that these are chairs. Um, Bro, come here. Yeah, come here. What's your name, dog? What did you say? Gerard. Gerard. Ow, okay, ow, okay, ow. Um, Gerard, c- could you, what are these? Chairs. They're chairs? Yes, Which one of these chairs do you trust? Uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gerard, he said he trusts this chair. Why do you trust this chair, Gerard? Uh, 
Well, for my size, you're going to go with the best bet. What if I told you that both chairs are able to hold you up? What if I told you that intellectually these were both built to, and designed to hold up more weight than you are carrying? Which chair would you choose? See, he still chose this because he intellectually agreed that they're both chairs, but he only had trust in one of them. There are too many believers that intellectually agree that Jesus is God, that, that God can do miracles, but they won't put their weight on it. And the problem is, if you don't intellectually agree and put your weight on it, you don't actually have faith in it. And so many people in this room are like, God can do miracles, but you haven't received the miracle because you won't put your weight on it. You do believe that God can bless somebody else, but he's not going to bless you because you know he can do that, but you won't put your weight on it. So what if I told you that this chair is God's will for your life? Uh, all right. <laughs> like this is God's will for your life. I know this looks sure. <laughs> I know this looks more sturdy. But this is God's will for your life. Which chair, like for real in your heart, do you trust the most? Me, like me, like you talking to me. <laughs> Come on, be honest. Which trail, like if you could choose what chair you're going to sit in, which chair would you sit in? Just like most of us, that when God shows you his will for our life or a piece of it, and it doesn't look like what we think can hold us up. It doesn't look like it's going to happen on our timetable. It doesn't look like the man or the woman that we wanted. We would still choose the thing that we want over God's will for us. Oh, I'm preaching. Tell me that one more time. Gerard. Gerard, what if you seen God do it for somebody else? What? I mean, I know we have the same situation. But you just watch somebody put their weight or have intellectual agreement and trust or faith that it will hold me up. Does this steal keep you thinking that this chair is your best option? Nah, I mean. You mean you'll sit in it? Now, now why would you sit in it? This is how faith works. If, if the world could ever see a church who actually put their full weight on the promises of God, on what he said we can have, on the abundant life that he called us to. Maybe somebody who would never believe would have the faith to sit down. So, Robert, take a seat. Now, let me help you. How much energy and time 
did Gerard waste standing when he could have been sitting in something that was designed for to hold him up but he didn't because he believed in theory it was a chair but he wouldn't put his weight on it let me help somebody understand this because a lot of people won't put their weight on something because they don't want to embarrass God let me help you boo boo God never needs you to protect his reputation you lose nothing in fully believing and fully putting your weight. God said my son's going to be healed. So when I stand up here and I say my son's going to be healed, well, what if he doesn't do it? Then he didn't do it, but it wasn't because I didn't believe him for it. It wasn't because I didn't put my full weight on it. And the problem is, is that even if Gerard failed, being in the will of God is closer to a safe landing than being higher in a thing that seems like it'll hold us up. And some of y'all are high and mighty in your own plan. And God says if you would just sit in the thing that makes you a little less stable, that makes you have to trust a little more. It, see, this chair makes you trust the manufacturer. See, this chair right here is not about how good it looks. It's about who created it. And when you start trusting the plan of God and you walk in faith, what he says, he'll allow you to sit in things that were designed for him to get glory. This chair now is a waste of plastic because we could have got the same results with less if we would have trusted in a better manufacturer. Today, I came to encourage somebody that faith is not just believing God can. Faith is believing and trusting that God will. If you believe it, can you give God a shout of praise in the field? Thank you, bro. Oh, is that the best you got? Do I got some people in the room with faith? So, Pastor Mike, why you tell, tell us all of that? Because believing here is not enough. Y- y'all know what James 2.19 says? It says, you say you have faith, like a lot of people in the room right now. Oh, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this. What happens when there are churches full of people today and they have the same faith level as demons? Demons believe that Jesus can save. Demons believe that people can be healed. But you do not get to experience it unless you put your weight on it. So what I'm asking you today is what have you stopped hoping for? What have you stopped believing God for that he's saying, I was built for this. If you would ever fully trust me and fully believe me, you would then start operating in crazy faith. Somebody shout at me, crazy faith. So right.